Hi folks and welcome back to Strength to Be Human. I'm your host, Mark Anthony Rossi, poet and playwright. This will be episode 188, Creativity Cannot Be Taught. Now, it's not normal for me to already give you the answer, so to speak. I normally have a show where we investigate that. Sometimes we come to a conclusion. Other times it's it's a bit open. But in this particular case, it's necessary to really state that because we're going to have various segments on the show where we'll talk about the things that have to get done, whether um, you work towards them to get them done or they come to you naturally. Those things, if they're not being done, you're, you're not going to be a creative person anyway. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to record this show is not only because I've gotten questions from people, but also, you know, I, I operate a, a literary journal, Aerial Chart, and I've, I'm just shocked on like less than 25% of the people that, that send me work uh, from the academic world, whether they're academic students or they're actually professors or associate professors, some of them even chairs of English in their, in their university, they can't seem to write. They send me stuff that seems juvenile and, and just horrible. I'm like beyond uh, <laughs> disappointed. But uh, as I've studied the issue more and understood more where these folks are coming from, it, it becomes really apparent that without the segments of this show we're talking about over here, you can't be creative. It's not that difficult you know, to operate a uh, creative writing course because in many ways that is it's clinical. And, and, and how it looks at things. It's, it's very mechanical because you're talking about sentence structure and you're talking about grammar and you're talking about vowels and you're, and you're talking about uh, even uh, punctuation. You can teach all of that because those are really a set of rules. That's all they are. You can memorize rules all day long. Those things will not make you creative. Those things don't really help you to be a writer at all. Now, later on, as you establish yourself and you get into the rhythm what we've been talking about on this show, yeah, something that's going to be important to know, okay? But um, in the beginning, it doesn't. And I really think part of the disconnect with that type of community is they, they seem to forget that because they wrote a paper on Shakespeare, it doesn't make them a writer. And maybe that's a good thing to get published for tenure, but again... It seems to me that a lot of people in this academic world, especially when they're involving themselves with writing, they they, they fall for illusions. Uh, they are quite superficial how they're handling stuff. They're more interested in tenure and titles and these sort of things. But that has nothing to do with writing. Writing is about accessing your own soul. It's about having some brief understanding of the world. It's about having connection with the world, even in a, in a brief sense on a, on a regular basis. You know, it's about generally having an idea of who you are, or at least on a journey to get there where you're not so, you're not so callous and you're not so frozen. And you're not so, I'm sorry to say, academic. So I get stuff from these folks and it's just unbelievable. Now, don't get me wrong. I got a number of, uh, that are published that are wonderful. I even, uh, Produced a book with a, uh, actually two books with a, with one. But these are people that they are not the norm in the academic world. I'm sorry to say they're the exceptions, because the norm is, is stuff that's junk. I'm like I, it's incredible. I'm looking at the person's name and where they went to school or where they're teaching that. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. All right, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to go into this various segments, um, and of course understand this. 
even though I'm saying that creativity cannot be taught, it's possible in some of these segments that you can steer a person in this direction, but a lot of it's going to be their own work and their own discovery, their own journey that they have to walk in their shoes. So in essence, you still can't really teach somebody how to connect uh, to themselves or to the world. And that's the first segment here, connection, okay? Connecting to yourself or the world or both or whatever. No, you really can't teach that, but you can definitely help a person with some pointers. You can give them some directions. They have to do that themselves. And I really think that, and we'll, we'll go over this particular theme a number of times in the show, but I really think one of the biggest handicaps for the academic world, uh, especially people who are in the, in the literary sense, is that uh, their entire existence is about not taking risks. It's about managing things, whether it's grammar, punctuation, you know, the office politic, and, and, and how do I get to tenure. All of it's about managing and massaging things. It's about avoiding risk. But guess what? You can't be a writer and you can't write creatively and literary on any other basis if you're not taking risks. So that's one of the real problems with that, with that world is they are disconnected and that doesn't serve them very well. Sometimes they admit it and other times they, you know, they're, on, they're on another planet and you know, my spaceship doesn't have enough fuel to get there. So I'm going to stay here on Earth, alright? Alright, so first segment here, connection. It's extremely important. Even more than connecting with the world, although it's it's still very useful. If that's, if you haven't connected enough with yourself yet, but you have some kind of a connection to the world, yeah, you, you're still going to be able to produce things that are creative. Sometimes things that are insightful. You might even help. It might even help you around about getting back to yourself. But ultimately, writing and creativity. Now, I'm just using writing as the, the genre in this whole show. It doesn't mean you can't, you know, use this in the sense of painting or sculpting or things like that, okay? But we're just using writing uh, for the frame of this particular show. Um, you need to have a journey to try to find yourself, to try to understand yourself, to connect with yourself. It's extremely important because a lot of what's there is going to help fuel uh, everything else, all the other steps, mainly, you know, the, the work, the passion, the risk, you know, all of that, they, the, the subject matter, the, you know, the, the random muse that comes to you, it's not going to come to you because you're not trying to connect, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, I can't wait to get the tenure, I mean, let me type this stuff up, and, and the muse hits you, no, it doesn't work that way, <laughs> you have to actually do the, uh, you know, the real steps and, and make the, the genuine effort, anything, anything less and, and you're a typer. You're not a writer. Okay? You may be a professor. Great. But doesn't mean you're a writer. And that's that's the sad thing is that you could be a professor of English and not be a writer. You can know everything, uh, including uh, what color toilet paper, you know, William Shakespeare wiped his butt with. It doesn't make you a writer. Makes you a researcher, maybe. Hey, definitely going to make you a professor. But it's definitely not going to not make you a writer. Because it's more than that. Now, there are ways to help a person try to go into the direction of connecting with themselves. And you could remind them about, you know, uh, putting time in the schedule where they could be alone in solitude. Or other times where um, they can uh, possibly meditate. Or, you know, you got some folks that do yoga. I know another few, a couple people that go run for a couple miles. They come back and their mind is wiped because you know they're exhausted take a shower and sit down they could do something but those are the things that are necessary to start the road on try to understand something about yourself okay without that you really can't be creative because you, you remember 
even if you're writing a story about space aliens attacking a planet or something, there's going to be things that these space aliens do. There's going to be things that are on the ground that happen, explosions, damage, casualties, death, survival, all of that. You know, that's certainly human-like. That certainly will have some kind of tangent, so maybe some things you've gone with your life. So even when you do that, you've got to have some version of a maturity, you know, some kind of an inner life, so to speak. And this is where I find that for many of the academic world, the, the, the inner life seems to be absent. It seems like they've gone over there to fill their brain up with knowledge, but the heck with their heart and soul. I'm, I'm sorry to say, folks, but you don't need a brain to write. <laughs> you do need a heart and a soul. Because all the brain's going to do is tell you, you know, the, this rule of grammar and, and that punctuation and this sentence structure and big deal. That's the skeleton, but, you know, it doesn't mean anything without flesh and blood on it. And that's where you need to have a heart and soul. So those things will help you start learning, to listening to your own voice, to see some of the things in your mind or hear certain things in your, in your heart uh, that will, will help you get towards the creative road. When I say these things, I'm not talking about some hallmark, you know, I hear the voice in my heart. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm just talking about we all have that where something can talk back to us. It's just too many of us don't listen. And because we got stuck in the fog of this world, and we got stuck in the noise of this world, and we got stuck in all the other things that say that that's not important in the world, until one day you're sitting there going, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing in this relationship? What am I trying to get out of this job? What's it going about me? I'm 37, and, and, and I don't know the first thing. You know, that's what they call a midnight crisis. What do you think people like that have them? Not everybody has them. They have them because they spent like decades just not doing anything about that inner life. Not doing anything about being partially circumspect, about some kind of introspection, about some kind of brief examination about their own their own feelings, their own thoughts, their own memories. Are they doing anything to process that? No, they just buried them someplace as they're smoking 97 cigarettes and having 14 beers. Wondering what the hell's going on? Why am I so depressed? Well, that's a good reason. <laughs> Not accessing anything. So step one, connection. I put it as one because honestly, it, it's absolutely necessary. You need to connect with yourself in some fashion, or at least do something to connect with the world. Meaning that, you know, your world can't just be, um, you know, ten hours of teaching and grading papers in, in the in the college hall. And you go out to a restaurant and, you know, you have a meal for an hour and then you go home and have a brandy and, you know, maybe listen to some classic music and uh, have a cigar. That's your day every day. That's not much contact with the world at all. That's avoiding everything. So, you know, if you do that, you don't really have any contact. You don't really know what you're supposed to write. That's why I get stuff that is so superficial. I could spot it a thousand miles away, even with my bad eyes. Because you can tell that a person is superficial and they're not living life because it doesn't even matter if they're not a professor or academic or not. I can tell even from the average person that thinks they're just going to put a couple of sentences together and, you know, try to be clever. You can tell what has heart and what has soul and what just simply trying to gather a couple of facts and a few things from the news and put it in there and, and, and now this is a poem. Now this is an essay. Now this is an article about something. About what? Writing is more than about something. It's got to have a point of view. And you can't have a point of view 
if you don't know something about yourself, if you're not willing to explore something about yourself, if you're not on that road to learning things about yourself, if you're not out there in the world, I'm not saying you need to fly to Paris every weekend. I'm not saying you need to go out to the to the projects and feed the homeless or something. But what I am saying is you need to be more involved in, in, in an active social life. I don't mean social media. I mean something real. Maybe go to a dinner party or an art festival or something every week or go to the gallery or meet some people in the museum, go to a, a lecture or, or something like that, interact afterwards with a coffee. That's what I mean. That's about trying to have a, a life and it's about starting building a life. That's about crossing over the boundaries in the world because you're talking to people and you're learning things that you didn't know before. And maybe they might learn something from you as well. And I think in many ways that makes it not only... Uh, exciting to yourself as a human being because I really think this interaction is important for people for their own mental and maybe even physical health but also you can use that experience you can use the information you might have found out even information that came out of you that you didn't realize was there now you just discovered something you know how many people that went to a meeting and they found more things about, about themselves than about the people at the damn meeting why? Because they're not used to talking, they're not used to interacting a lot. So when it happens, things happen too. So doing it more often than not is, is not only a positive way, but it's really a way for you to start channeling the resources, the raw material that's going to be necessary for you to extract so that you can start pouring it into creativity. Like anything else, you know, creativity, what is creativity? It's really the gas. That's what it is. It's not the car, it's the gas. Because you can have a wonderful car, you know, and you got no gas. Well, you're not going anywhere. Look at my car. Yeah, big deal. You, it, it just might as well be an expensive paperweight. That's what creativity is, the gas. You making that connection, whether it's with the self, with the world, even with somebody else in a relationship that um, you're learning things about yourself or all about them, that's another way of connection. And I don't mean a relationship of, of meeting these people at, at a conference. That's good. That's important. It's useful. But I mean just a relationship of, of, of friendship or somebody that you spend time with or, or a relationship that's something that's romantic. You know, and those things help understand, help you understand more about who you are. Maybe something about those people as well that you're interacting with. All of that is raw material for the, for the future or the near future for you to be creative. Now, the next one, it sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised. Next one, number two, next segment, work. That's working on your craft, meaning that you're trying to figure out if you're putting together a poem or an essay, how you might want to approach that. Do I want to use the style I've seen before? Do I want to try to do something that's more um, more comfortable for me or something I, I feel will, will serve what I'm trying to say? So you're working on the craft, trying to figure out, you know, spacing and timing and, and you know, and rhythm and and all of that. Then, of course, you have the work of the notes. We've literally had shows about this particular subject. I'm not going to spend an hour on it here, but it's critical that through the course of the day, as you're thinking about things or things are coming across your mind because you're getting your mind now, you're exercising that muscle, it's starting to come to some thoughts, some ideas and things, you could jot them down on a little piece of paper or on the note part of your, of your um, smartphone. Or maybe even just a, a post-it note or something. Put this in here. Put these notes together. Go home. Get a notebook. 
and put notes in there. Keep them in there. It's important to have this as a regular practice to have. There'll be all kinds of golden nuggets in there. You ever watch those gold prospect shows on cable? They're actually interesting in many ways because you see how much work these people have to do and how much money they have to invest in all this heavy equipment. How they're literally moving tons of rock and garbage just to get to a couple ounces of gold. Because between all of that, that's where it's at. Well, that's how notes are. You can have three pages of notes and you can say, I think it's all mostly crap. Yeah, but you're going to have a few things that are going to jar out you. I'm like, yeah, I think I can use that. Yeah, I see the point in that. That's what notes are about. It's like prospecting, but you're prospecting for some gold nuggets that came out of your mind. Or maybe it came out of your heart and soul because you're starting to learn how to activate those things. But we'll talk about that next. And, of course, the most important of all is your path on rewriting. Folks, without trying to sound corny, uh, the open secret to writing is rewriting. It's extremely rare that you're going to put down something on a paper, whether it's an essay or a poem, whatever, or, you know, typing it up on the word processor and it's done and ready to go to be submitted. There's nothing that has to correct it. There's, you know, the spelling's all perfect. It, it, it lines up at all your thoughts. That has happened. It doesn't happen very often. Rewriting is necessary for you to take that draft or whatever you just did now. And you could be feeling the energy or you could be feeling the inspiration to start rewriting it after you're done. Or you could say, I'm going to put this to the side with my notebook. Go back to it another time, maybe the next day, maybe later in the evening, maybe the next week. But that usually helps a person give them fresher perspective if they didn't have, you know, the role of the creativity beyond just doing the draft. Rewriting, extremely important. You might have to do it two, five, six, twenty times. I mentioned on the show one time, and I'm not exaggerating, I had an essay I rewrote 27 times. Now, as I've gotten better with them over the decades, I don't have to do that anymore. I usually stop at three or four, and I feel pretty comfortable with it. But I literally did the first couple of essays like 27 times. I mean, it's amazing. All kinds of changes, all kinds of things. I think the only thing I kept at one point was like the title. <laughs> that was about it. I rewrote everything else. And then came back and said, oh, I don't like this. Let me do this again. It's necessary as a writer. And that's how you become a writer. That's how you, you, you shape your work through rewriting. So work. I know it sounds uh, uh, so obvious and, and so commonsensical. Really? you got to do work if you want to be a writer? Yeah, you do. It's work. The work on the craft of learning how you want to structure things. And I don't necessarily mean the sentence structure that comes out of creative writing and grammar and punctuation and all that. I'm just talking about the structure of how you want something to, to, to form. So maybe from there it helps you navigate how you want to write something. And then later on you can change it. That's the craft of doing that. You have to get used to doing that. Because when it becomes you know, uh, more comfortable for you, you, you can go on to other things like maybe the rewrite. Or, or of course maybe even putting this in notes because you're like, yeah, this is going to go somewhere. Just not today. So it's real important to do that, the work of it. Okay, so we got first a connection, maybe to yourself, to another person, to the world. We got number two, work on the craft, on the notes, on the rewriting. Number three, passion. Now, 
I can literally tell you in the work thing all the things that you should start to, start to be doing. And maybe even give you some points as to how to start those. But I can't tell somebody how to be passionate about anything. I really can't. It's really up to the person. And I'll tell you something. When you're genuinely passionate, it doesn't even matter what the subject is. I, I mean, I laugh all the time. Please don't send me an essay about your grandmother having a disease that nobody can pronounce and they barely have any research on it. I've heard all these stories already. And usually they're horribly written and boring. Okay? But occasionally somebody will write something along that line and it's damn good. How can something be damn good when normally it's damn boring? Well, guess what? They had passion about that particular thing. Maybe passion about the person that was suffering. Maybe they're suffering themselves. Maybe this is a disease that has touched their family or, or community before. Maybe just what they're talking about is just something they have an enormous amount of personal experience with. Whether, you know, interaction or connection or just themselves going through it. That makes a big difference on doing something that normally could be boring. You change it into something else. You know, that they say that in the, in the acting world, a good actor can even turn a bad script into something that's useful. And they can take whatever they felt they can take out of it and then maybe add a little bit to it. And then next thing you know, you got a worthy performance. It might not be everything the script was there, but they were trying to, whatever they can, you know, excavate all that meaning out of it. All the things that should have been implied, all the things that the actor believes either should have been there or should be there or is going to be there because they're going to throw it in there. It's the same thing with passion. It'll turn something that's, Boring and corny into something that now is lively and interesting. And maybe even it helps you make a connection. Damn, maybe I should give some money to that charity. That's a messed up disease, you know. Wow, that person really suffers. I mean, I got a tennis elbow last week. Um, I probably shouldn't be complaining. At least my bowels work, you know. So that sort of thing where it, it allows the reader to uh, not only genuflect, but it allows them to... Learn not to take things for granted so much. That's what passion will do. Now, where it's really essential for uh, for you to have connection and for you to be working on this, passion is not always essential in everything you're writing. It certainly helps on on especially in the beginning parts for a writer when they they, they need to they need to strive and get things out to try to just help completely motivate them forward. Where later on, as they get better at it and the craft and everything, it's not as necessary. So, no, you're not going to have it all the time. No, you're not going to have every piece that's, that's passionate. But it sure does help. And it sure does help if a person's at least that they are passionate about being a writer. Because I'll tell you something, if you are, not only are you going to take this show seriously, you're going to take the whole thing seriously. You're going to try to do things that sound interesting and new, that sound authentic and, and, and worthy of an, of an audience, that sound like... You made a connection, and now you're going out there to a reader to make a connection with the reader. That can happen all with passion. So I always like to see people that have more passion than I find talent. Because I have a lot of people that have talent, and then they're like, what the hell are they writing? Because uh, that's what happens sometimes with people that have talent. They don't always have, you know, the maturity or the wisdom or, or the passion. You know, so what, what, what sounds good on paper because it's written technically well it doesn't have much of a life it doesn't have a it seems like a way to breathe it just sort of stands there like a mannequin we don't want that so 
you definitely want to start learning enough about writing that maybe it starts becoming a passion or maybe you explore other topics and they become passionate to you and then after that it helps you push you into starting making connections start working and all of that so i think that's definitely important to have it or, or to try to grasp it or, or to look for it on, on things that you really really are interested in doing i tell people all the time and, and i know people that write for money and so they write stuff that's crap and boring and they don't care because you know it's how to you know do a plumbing job or you know how to not you know hurt your back when you're bending over or whatever the hell and they get paid for that and i'm not knocking them that's what they do but when you're writing in a literary way you're not going to be making too much money so you really should be more concerned about doing things that make you happy doing things that make you want to explore doing things that make you curious doing things that you already feel a connection is being made just because you're writing or trying to write about a topic that you are wholeheartedly interested in that's a good way to start and i really think that for the most part you should try to stay with that because i find the happiest writers and believe me happy and writing is doesn't always go in the same sentence for people and that's just the truth of it all with nearly 40 percent of uh, the writing community in some some version of depression so when they can do something that they feel truly satisfied about it helps it helps the process it helps your creativity it helps your imagination it helps you start forming some passion because i don't know who wants to do something that's already difficult that they haven't mastered yet but now let's just do it on a topic i don't care about you know i want to write three poems about pickleball i mean really nobody cares it's not even a sport it's not even an exercise, okay? It's just people hitting plastic balls and, and pretending. In fact, they, they, they ought to call it acting class because it isn't very athletic. So you want to do something that's real. The best way to do it is to do it with something that you are really interested in. Or maybe it could be a person you're really interested in, you know? I, I, I once read... And that's why titles are so important. I didn't like this guy's title. And I wish I could have communicated that to him. Because I read it in the magazine and didn't have a way to contact him. But I would have said, dude, your title sucked. I almost passed this damn article up. But once I read the article, I'm like, yeah, this is interesting. About Teddy Roosevelt going out there and using hunting as a form of mental therapy. As a form to collect the thoughts. As a form of him really trying to get some center in his spiritual life. Hunting. That's what he used it for. But the title of the of the article it wouldn't have led you to understand that. It's just like, ugh. but I was I don't know. I think I was bored that day and grabbed the magazine at a, a doctor's appointment or something. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty damn good after all. That's why writing about something you're interested in is so important. It really makes a, a huge, huge difference. Now, the next segment over here for this after we just did connection and we did work the passion is risk and this is the this is the one of the problems we were talking about in the beginning of the show you have lots of people in general and of course you have the academics in particular their entire life is not about risk all right they're teaching something that has already been approved by a board okay they're wearing an outfit that's not going to get them in trouble they're not really going to say anything that's all that politically incorrect or even that controversial for the most part all right, and they certainly are traveling some ladder up their career to finally get the tenure. 
So everything that they're doing is really about avoiding risks. It's the difference between being a leader. Being a leader means risk. Where if you're a manager, which is what an academic professor is, or a risk cannot be dealt with as a manager because a manager is about managing risk or even avoiding risk. That's what a manager does. It does it in the business setting. It does it in the academic setting. Only leaders take risks. Well, guess what? As a writer, you're a leader. You're a leader in who you are. I'm Jimmy Johnson. That's right. You're the leader of Jimmy Johnson. You're, you're the custodian of his soul. Okay? You're the gatekeeper of his mental processes. And you certainly are the dictionary of all his ideas. That's who you are. And risk is extremely important in writing. The best novels, the best poems, the best everything have been done to risk. I remember reading about Edgar Allan Poe, talking about all the different drafts he did and the ideas he had and wasn't too sure about this and when he was writing The Raven. And they had a very risky poem using just about every type of literary device known to mankind. Okay? Onomatopoeia, metaphor, simile, everything. And then he's then he's and he's thrown in a bird freaking talking to you. Is this guy nuts? What the hell's going on? Yeah, the more blah blah blah. What well, turns out to be one of the greatest poems ever written in the history of mankind. Okay. I can't tell you if it's the number one poem. I can tell you that in my own personal life, it's the number one poem. Is it the number one poem out there? Who the hell knows? What I do know is this. Uh, if you were to write off the 10 most uh, read poems, the 10 most interesting poems, the 10 poems of just true genius, you know, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, it's in that top 10 somewhere. It'll be up to anyone else whether they want to make it number 2, number 1, number 5. I don't know and I don't care. It's definitely in there. And if it's not, then somebody's smoking something bad because it has to be. That's all about risk. That's what that really is. And that's necessary for people when they want to be creative as writers because guess what it's really difficult to be a writer if you don't have any kind of a social existence if you don't have any real connection with yourself or with another person on a regular basis or out there in the world if you don't have any of that how the hell can you take a risk i mean you could probably say in a joking manner well mark uh, he don't have any of that crap, so in many essences, he's taking a risk by not having any of that to see if he can be a writer. Okay, great. That's not a bad point to make. I'll take that, but guess what? Uh, there's one thing when you're gambling because you think you might have a chance at a victory, and there's another thing when you're just gambling because it's freaking suicide. That's what that is, because you're not going to send anything that's worth a damn to anybody. You know, you're going to just send stuff that you can tell, you know, is, is sterile, is sanitized. You know, is is unborn. I'm sorry to say, in, in a spooky way, it's because when you have something that's making a connection, that's taking out something from yourself and putting it out there on paper, on the computer, and then putting it out to the world, that's a risk. That's a connection. That's something that's born. Now, the world might not like it. They might say we don't like your baby, but it is born. Where everything else you're talking about, when you're not taking a risk, it's not born because you're not even allowing it to come out of the womb. It just stays in there. Well, that, that, that's an unhealthy way of going about things. Uh, not only in the literary world, but in, <laughs> in things in general. And it's really important, I feel, that we learn just to practice. You could just do this to your own practice. Some form of inner exploration. 
that's the way to try to find things of to connect to yourself things about yourself if it means writing down you know the ben franklin list of uh, these are the things that are good and these are the things that are bad and, and use that to try to reflect back to you that's okay i've known people that have used writing therapy just writing stuff out in some kind of a journal as a way for them to try to kickstart creativity so this way they can do some of that for therapy and then they can also do things that are creative creatively and they can tell there's a real big difference there they can see the uh you know themselves climbing out of whatever hole they might have been because they're now learning about themselves and therefore making a connection which they should be able to eventually through work and maybe even a little passion you know make a, a real form of art whether it's a you know 16 line poem or one page essay or just a just a flash fiction piece of 600 words risk folks it's necessary you know why it's necessary because everything involved in writing is a risk it's a risk to spend your time that you can even do it it's a risk to send it out there that 500 people might say it sucks okay it's a risk that anyone's even going to care if it does get published you know it's 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 just a risk all the way around everything you do about writing is a risk so you need to be able to have if not a, a, a persona of risk, at least a, you know, a temporary one that, hey, next 95 minutes, I'm going to risk some crap here. Then I'm going to go back to my boring life later. Some people do that. You know? I, I remember reading an interview with Agri Vakursi. She says, the only damn time I feel alive is I'm writing a freaking uh, murder novel. Otherwise, uh, you know, I'm bored with my dog and, and uh, play some tennis and go to a couple of social functions and I'm thinking about the next book. Wow. I'm not saying that that's how you're supposed to be. That's how that person was. But it just showed you how much they, they created a connection with themselves. The time that will happen for you too. As you get better in writing, as you get put things out there, as things get published, you're going to have moments where you're like, God, can I get out of this friggin', uh, you know, um, paint showing over here? Because uh, um, I've I got some ideas I like to do. I like to spend some time on something else other than looking at this crap. It's going to happen. That's a good sign, actually. It really is. But risk. It's all writing is about. Every time you put down something, you're risking. You need to learn more about risk. Because the bottom line is, you're never going to be the writer you should be if you're not doing something with risk. Risking the... The grammar of how you put something together, risking the punctuation, I don't know about try this, risking the structure, risking the, the tone of it, risking the, the, the subject matter. Hell, just risking it to, uh, sending it to a place that you're not really too sure it's going to fit. It's not out of the rules, don't get me wrong, because I don't ever encourage somebody to break somebody's guidelines. It's not out of the guidelines, but you're still not sure if it's going to fit. That's the risk. But at all worth taking... If you're going to be able to do anything in writing, okay? You have to figure out how to live a real life. It's real important for your writing because it helps stir your imagination. And I mean a real life meaning just beyond the job, beyond dinner, and beyond watching a show and having a brandy. I mean an actual life where you interact with people. And I don't necessarily mean with students because that's not enough of any real interaction. Because it's on a professional basis. You want to interact with other people. Whether they be your peers or elsewhere. Where you can actually be 
all you're supposed to be rather than just at that moment a professor, a teacher, a guide to somebody for world history or whatever you happen to be teaching. By being authentic, by creating and trying to do your best to live a real life, well, guess what? You'll start having things happen in your heart, in your soul, in your mind. You'll have thoughts that come out of the blue. They could be dreams. They can be thoughts in the daytime. That's when you have notes to write them down. But those things will happen. Those are sparks. And eventually you'll have a muse that will visit you that you can literally sit there for a while and go boom, boom, boom. Oh, wow, this is, this is what I'm trying to do. This is great. That's how you know you're becoming a writer. And you can't get any of this from some classroom. You're not going to get any of this from sitting down with some professor asking him 77,000 questions when he's eating a bacon uh, cheeseburger at a restaurant. Okay? A lot of this has to do with you getting off your butt and getting something done. We have too much of a, a, I believe, a society today that's just way too convenient. Doesn't want to do anything. Got people coming out of... You know, high school, I don't need college. I'll be a CEO one day of, uh, of my own beatbox rhythm things. Uh, I'll just do video games and become a champion of that. But all of those dreams, and they're not so great dreams, they're very for the very select few. What, what are the rest of you folks going to be doing? And I'm not saying that even writing has to be a career, or maybe it should be your career. But if it is, you're not going to get uh, there by just sitting around doing nothing. You know, it takes time. It, it takes effort. And as we just talked about, it, it takes risk. you got to show and risk showing parts of you that maybe you didn't really reveal before. Maybe you haven't explained very well. Maybe it's just something other people don't know. You know, I, I always say that if you don't risk uh, showing the face of a rogue every so often, you know, you're not really going to get anywhere because it's not hard to be safe. You're already doing that already. So... Step into an unsafe world. Step into a risky world. You'll be stepping in the writing world. Alright folks, that's uh, creativity cannot be taught. But it could certainly be encouraged. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to do with this particular podcast. Alright, this is Strength to be Human. My name is Mark Rossi. That's episode 188. God bless and good night.